0: it is time for college football and college football is finally here i've been talking about this for quite some time so why not bring in someone who loves college football as much as i do let's bring in someone who has experience in this background and someone who's just as passionate not only are we having another college football episode but it is our first ever guest on this episode of jake's take we're going to dive into some hard-hitting questions figure out who we choose for the next national champion. And of course, what drew us to our love and passion for college football? All this and more on this week's episode and exciting edition of Jake's Take. Let's go!
1: Let's go! Don't wait! This night's almost over. Honest, let's make this night last
0: for What is going on, everyone? Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Stolman, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jacob14, so and I am super excited to welcome our first ever guest on this show, Rebecca from Gridiron Rush. She is probably just as passionate about college football as I am, so it is exciting to have someone here. Y'all heard me talk about football a lot, so why not bring in another expert, Rebecca? Good morning. How are you? How are things?
1: Good morning, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on and it's an honor to be our first guest.
0: No, well, thank you so much. I mean, you know, us sports media people gotta stick together, we all start somewhere. So obviously I'm gonna hold you to a very high standard for any future guests, but I'm super excited to have you here. Um, Obviously is coming, it's actually here. What are your thoughts? Has it been the longest offseason ever, or is that just me?
1: No, I'm super excited. Week zero starts next week, and then week one starts the week of Labor Day weekend. So I'm super excited. It's been a long offseason, um, but excited to get back into college football and watch some great ball games this year.
0: No, I love that. Now, I know you're from the West Coast, and I know that right now, over the past few years, West Coast this just- in rhythm with college football. What drew you to college football?
1: Um, you know, football to me will always be a special game because it's something that my dad taught me. Um, I remember when uh, I was younger, I used to sit with my dad and watch uh, football games, college football and NFL games. But my heart just gravitated more towards college football. Um, and from those weekends of watching football with my dad, I just started to fall in love with the game. and. Uh, college football is my first love, and due to my love for college football and writing, I decided to start a blog back in 2019, um, which is Great Iron Rush. So I write all about college football, and um, I'm excited to add um, new things this uh, this upcoming season. So that will be releasing in a few weeks, um, you know. But when I first started my blog, it was a bit intimidating because you know sports is a male-dominated industry. And I'm a woman in sports, but I have the best support system um, and the best followers who support me and believe in me. And Gridiron Rush has given me an amazing platform uh, to not only share my love for college football, but to also hopefully help inspire other younger women to come into this field.
0: No, and I love that. And obviously, one of the things that I have thought about, especially the past few years, is just the Rise, women in the sports industry. You think of Laura Rutledge, Mina Kimes, Maria Taylor. Um, I'm obviously going to be very biased towards Laura Rutledge because um, her husband did go to Alabama, and they are honestly two of the best people that I've ever kind of you know listened to, and they have a really cute baby too. But <laughs> I mean, the three of them, and even other people like Holly Rowe, have just been such a big inspiration with the growth of women in the college football, college sports media. And it is a male-dominant sport, but you start to see how they're getting more opportunities to host, which I really love because when they gave Laura that opportunity to host, she's done an incredible job. And same with Maria, same with Mina. Um, And, I mean, Holly, when she's on the sideline reporting, everyone is quiet and listening because they know Holly's going to give some great insight. So I think you kind of starting that is not only a good continuation of what these pioneers have taught us, but also inspiring to the next generation, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, because how many times has someone gone into a, a radio station to focus on sports and they see the same male Dominance is 6'1. He's wearing, you know, the standard clothing, and then you don't see a girl in sight. And it can be daunting. I mean, I was working at a radio station, and we had three or four girls who would work with us, and they knew so much about college football. And I was so impressed with them. I said, Look, that's amazing. You know more than I do. And I watch college football every day since I was. 13 and then they teased me and kind of said, I've been watching it every day since I was 12. I was like, oh my gosh. And that's how I knew it was important. Um, so I mean, I think that's really exciting too. And I love how you brought in your dad. I mean, one of the things with college football is that many people don't know that there's such a cultural thing in regards to it. Um, and obviously I know that since we're from two different sides of the us it's very different but when i was growing up it was my best friend who inspired me to start watching college football and it's kind of funny because i was on the phone with him a few days ago and said yeah you know you're the reason i ended up going to alabama he said what what do you mean i said yeah you know you were the one who made me watch Alabama football i love the place and it's you and he was excited and they said oh man am I the reason you're obsessed with football yep that's you (laughs) um but speaking of that so I know that you went to ASU and is it forks up is it what what's y'all saying because I know I'm so out of sync with that
1: it is four stuff. Uh, yeah, I went to the Cronkite School. I majored in sports journalism. I actually just graduated this past May. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, thank you. It's it's four stuff.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And you're a big USC fan. I am. South Car- Southern California. Sorry, I said South Carolina. I'm so used to it being South. What is your favorite football memory being a USC fan?
1: Being a USC fan, I would have to say my favorite football memory regarding USC has to be the 2017 Rose Bowl. That game was a nail-biter against Penn State. Um, I mean, that game had me at the edge of my seat. I I remember that game very well. Um, uh, Within seconds of the game ending, um, Matt Bromeister kicked in the game-winning field goal, and the Trojans ended up winning the rose Bowl, 52 to 49 against penn state so that was an incredible game it was a nail biter and it had definitely had me at the edge of my seat probably one of my favorite it's, games
0: it's definitely i remember that game i remember watching that game and you think read college football programs penn state and usc are up there i always looked at it as penn state usc alabama i guess you could say oklahoma i don't know But I just remember watching that game and thinking, wow, this is a big deja vu moment because these are two of the most well-known and most popular games. And I remember watching that and saying, I wonder what's going to happen to the Saquon Barkley kid or what's going to happen to, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm looking back at it now and saying, oh man, there were so many NFL players on that field and they were 19. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love that. So what drew you to being a fan of USC?
1: Um, I mean, I grew up in Southern California, so we have two college football teams, UCLA and USC, and I don't know, my heart just gravitated towards USC, and ever since I was a little girl, I was cheering on the Trojans, and uh, they're my team, and um, when or lose, I'll always be cheering them on.
0: You no, I love that. So my dad actually went to UCLA for okay. undergrad. Um, and I remember that when he was there, UCLA was not good. You know, in the 80s, UCLA was not good at football. Um, so Tim questions that he says, yeah, they were never good. I mean, I didn't really pay attention, but he remembers USC being good. And he yeah. remembers, you know, Marcus Allen playing there. So." He remembers USC being good. And then my family who lives in Beverly Hills, they just found out, I think maybe a few years ago, that my uncle went to USC for, I think, either law school or to get his master's when he went to his undergrad at UCLA. And then the whole energy just shifted when they found that out. I'm thinking, oh man, is it it that bad? And they said, it's like... Alabama and Auburn I said oh my gosh it is that <laughs> bad um I know that with USC they've had a lot of talented football players a lot of people come out of that school who has been your favorite player to play at USC
1: man oh, that's a really good I mean I I loved watching Juju Smith-Schuster play he was an incredible incredible receiver I loved watching him play um, I would probably have to say Juju smith
0: Juicer as of now. I love that. I, um, For me, I'm very big into tight ends. So for Alabama, when they decided to start using tight ends, it was probably the best day of my life. <laughs> my favorite Alabama player, and there are definitely so many is up there. OJ Howard has always been one of my favorite players, but um for me i definitely think that my favorite player recently has to be harris and he's actually from california so it all ties back in somehow yeah so i very much love that so obviously i know we've talked a little bit about football and i know that right now i mentioned that right now the west coast and the pac 12 is still trying to rise up they're getting better again do you think that football on the West Coast can slowly continue to improve to kind of where the SEC is?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they could improve. I don't think they're at the level of like Alabama or Georgia or like Auburn. But, like I mean, I they're getting there. Um, I mean, look, you have Bama, you have Georgia, you have Auburn, you have LSU in the South. Those teams are dominant. And Alabama is the king of college football. And, um, you know, in the South, they live and breathe college football. Um, But don't get me wrong. I love Pac-12 football. I mean, I did go to a Pac-12 school and my favorite (laughs) team is in the Pac-12. So um, I love watching Pac-12 football. I love watching USC. I watch ASU. I support both. Um, But I think it's very hard right now for a West Coast team to compete with a team like Alabama. I mean, USC has played Alabama in the past and it was a complete disaster. Um, not a fun game for me, obviously, but a couple years ago, I do remember Oregon did take on Auburn. Um, that was a close ball game. Um, but Auburn won at the, at the end of the day. But, um, I mean, I think hopefully in a few years, West Coast football will become better. Um, but right now I don't think they can compete against the South.
0: Definitely. No, I think right now, um, it'll take a few years, but I think the West Coast can get back up there. Obviously, I remember that Alabama USC game. Sorry about that. Um not a fun for me. <laughs> no, um with it, I remember that, but that was also the year where y'all went to the Rose Bowl. So, in a sense, you're welcome. <laughs> yep. Um but I think with that, no, I mean, you do raise a good point. I know that it's it's different because in the West Coast, you have all these terrific professional teams. I mean, I know that in L.A., everyone is, is just all over the place when it comes to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Dodgers. Um, and then you also have the Ducks in Anaheim. And then you also have the Chargers and the – well, no, no, the Raiders are and the Rams. The Rams, yeah. So with LA, that's just a huge thing where all right, where are we going to put our priorities to? And I feel like college football, I don't want to say it's taken a back seat, but with the rise of good teams in LA, it's definitely harder to compete because I'm thinking about it, you know, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the Dodgers just won the World Series a few years ago and then the Uh, Lakers won, so it's, all right, you have three major professional teams winning, and then our college football teams just went through bringing in Chip Kelly and now have Lincoln Riley. So it's a different dynamic, but I could see it. I mean, I will always love the SEC dominance, but it is getting so boring sometimes. I mean – I I did not want to play I did not want Alabama to play Georgia in the championship. I said no. We've already played them. We don't need to play them again. Yep. But on that topic of Lincoln Riley, how do you feel about him being your new coach? Are you excited? Are you really nervous? Are you concerned?
1: I'm I'm both excited and nervous. Um I I was excited, you know, to hear the news because I mean Obviously USC did not have a good season last year. And as a fan, it's, it's frustrating. You know, it was frustrating to watch their games, but of course I was there every Saturday watching, watching their games and, uh, so I'm supporting them, but I mean, he Lincoln Riley did really well at Oklahoma and he has a resume to prove that, you know, he coached in three, three college football playoffs, I believe. And, uh, two Heisman trophy winners in uh, the, uh, quarterback position in Baker Mayfield and. Kyler Murray. So I, I have faith that hopefully that they're going to do great this season. Um, you know, they went four and eight last season, three and six in conference, which obviously is not good. Um, and I think one of the biggest issues with USC that I keep seeing every single year pop up is their discipline. And the amount of penalties that they rack up per game is absolutely ridiculous. And it's just, like frustrating, you know, it's like every five minutes, there's a flag being thrown and the penalties aren't the five yard penalties or like the 10, 15 yard penalties, which could essentially like lose the ball game for them. And I think one of the teams that has great discipline is of course, Alabama. Um, you know, Nick Saban is such an amazing, amazing coach. And I think Alabama has such a dominant team. And, you know, I call them the Kings of college football because year after year, where do they end up? They end up at the national championship game. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, coach Nick Saban and the discipline that he has on his team. Um, but I think, I think, you know, I'm excited for USC football this year. I'm hoping that they win ball games. I think they're probably going to be the number one team in the Pac-12 South. Um, hopefully they can make an appearance in the Pac-12 championship game, possibly get in the nearest sixth Six Bowl game. Not pretty sure though, but. I'm, I'm excited to see what Lincoln Riley has in store. And I see he got a new uh, quarterback in Caleb Williams, who was the quarterback at Oklahoma. So excited.
0: Yeah. And it, I definitely think with it, you know, they have the excitement. They have the hype, which will be great. But I know looking back at discipline, it does kind of bring up a case. I know that Lane Kiffin was the coach. And obviously – Wayne at USC was a dumpster fire. Um and then Steve Sarkeesian at USC was also a dumpster fire because then Alabama brings them both in and now they're coaches again. Yeah. So I understand that. And then with Clay Helton, you know, he showed flashes, but there was always that um inconsistency. I think it was probably 2017 when Sam Darnold struggled. And then I think afterwards, it was just a lot of struggling, too, with different players. And even JT Daniels transferring out, it kind of just shows something about the culture. I know that with the transfer portal, people are going to leave. It's going to happen. But I also think with Lincoln Riley, he might be able to keep more of those players because he got a lot of good transfers. And I can see them competing. And... I mean, right now, the idea is that it's Oregon and USC for, you know, control of the Pac-12. Yeah. But I also know that there are definitely times where Arizona State will surprise people because people forget how dynamic Brandon Ayuk was.
1: Yeah. And they have uh, Paul Tyson there now. Um, I believe Jaden Daniels left, but they have Paul Tyson there now. And, you know, when you were talking about JT Daniels, I mean, USC lost a few quarterbacks within the past few years in JT Daniels. But, I mean, he tore his ACL, and then Keenan Slovitz took over his position. But Keenan Slovis ended up leaving, too. He's with uh, Pittsburgh now. So hopefully, hopefully we won't lose another quarterback this
0: year. I think so with Lincoln Riley, he is hes a quarterback whisperer. But he also has taken a lot of dynamic quarterbacks and made them, you know, NFL ready. He did that with yeah. Baker. He did that with Kyler. He did that with Jalen Hurts. And with it, it was a different case with Spencer Rattler. I feel like with Spencer Rattler, he showed flashes and then he just was not himself. And a lot of people were saying it was his mentality and his attitude And with Caleb Williams, he was doing well. But I also know that towards the end of Lincoln Riley's tenure at Oklahoma, he just was not in it anymore. I think I could see Lincoln Riley doing a good approach with USC. But I also know that with USC, they're trying to get back to being, you know, top tier. And it's going to take a while to do that because – I know that with the Pac-12, people look at it, but they also don't take it too, too seriously. But I think right now, what are your expectations for the record? I know that every fan wants to say that they're going to go undefeated, but what's your best case, worst case scenario for USC this year?
1: Um, I mean, they're, I don't think they'll go undefeated. We'll leave that to Alabama, but um, this season – I'm going to have to go maybe eight and four. I think that's pretty much like a good, good, good area f- uh, for them to be in. Um, I mean, I think they'll do better than what they did last year. Hopefully they'll get into a bowl game, but I'm probably going to do eight and four.
0: I like that. I think that's a good um, prediction, but I also could see them, you know, surprising us. Obviously everyone has rebuilding years or if you're Alabama our rebuilding years, apparently going 13 and two. Um, and when someone asked me about that, I said, do you see our offensive line? It was terrible. Um, so it's definitely an interesting case for sure, but I, um, I'm excited now. I know you've mentioned gridiron rush. So what really inspired you to create gridiron rush?
1: Yeah, um, so I love college football, obviously, and I started to really love writing my freshman year of college. I mean, I have to be honest with you. I wasn't a big writer in high school, but I had a really great English teacher my freshman year of college, and he just kind of, you know, like inspired me, and he just kind of made me fall in love with writing. And ever since then, you know, I just kind of really loved falling in love I just really loved writing and I fell in love with it. And obviously, you know, I love college football. So I decided to combine those two passions of mine and start a college football blog, um, which I started back in uh, 2019. Um, I did, um, you know, slow down a little bit last year just because it was my senior year and I was uh, super busy with school classes, internships. So uh, this season, I'm excited to get... The ball rolling again and hopefully i can get more content um out um i you know like i mentioned i am adding a few new um sections to my blog um the first one is game day recipes so i'm excited about that and then another one is game day fashion which uh fashion is also another passion of mine so i'm excited to kind of bring everything together and combine everything together um but i'm just excited to start writing about football again it's one of my my greatest passions and Um. Yeah.
0: No, I love that. I definitely think that's a great feeling too, and being able to you know expand to include recipes, fashion, and other things as well shows that it's a pretty diverse platform. Because I know that I think that with this, it's definitely a great idea to really just. Know, create something new for people rather than just football or just a certain audience, so I'm very excited for that. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited I to tune in, I really want to see some new recipes because okay, we are back. <laughs> so, okay. obviously, we were talking about your wow. Well, we you're talking about Grand Iron Rush, so. With the fashion, the ideas there, and then really the content involving, you know, Game Day Eats, did that kind of come from you going around seeing tailgates or just saying, you know, I want to make this more oriented towards people who aren't just focused on football?
1: Um, no, so I actually had the Game Day Eats and Game Day Fashion idea for a couple of years now. I just... um didn't take that portion of it on just because i was so busy with school and it was going to be like a lot of work with the other content that i was doing um the idea for game day eats and game day fashion i kind of wanted wanted to include everyone i wanted to be more diverse you know of course include more women you know for you know maybe the women that don't really love football you know i could maybe give them some fashion clips or things to wear on game day um, and then eats of course, everyone loves food. So I thought I can include um, everyone with that. But it's definitely been on my mind for a couple of, of years now. And um, I think just kind of gathering the recipes and gathering like the fashion ideas and tips, you know, took took a while, but I'm super excited to start that. And Um, I'm really excited about, um, the game day East portion. So I'm actually going to be starting off with the first recipe in week one. So in a few weeks, so I have a good list of recipes, um, already, um, in the books. And the great thing about that is I'm actually including my culture in the recipes, which is more of a Mediterranean flair. So I'm excited for you guys to also experience my culture a little bit.
0: I love that. I am excited about that. I grew up in a Jewish household, so I know a lot about backgrounds in the Middle East, Mediterranean culture. Um, I know that when you go somewhere and you try to find good shawarma, it's super hard and you hold it to such a high standard because you've had it in the Middle East before. And I still am like that too. I will go somewhere and I'll ask them for hummus and they'll say you mean hummus and no I know what I'm saying I'm not the crazy one So I'm super excited for that you'll have to let me know when that first recipe drops because I I'm always looking for new things to cook but I'm excited that you get to do that little take on it too with you know your culture with the Mediterranean because you think about it with tailgate food there isn't much options outside of the standard cookout or hot dogs and burgers.
1: Yeah. And I wanted to do something different, you know, you're right. I mean, everyone knows like the burgers, everyone knows the hot dogs, like more of that American cuisine, but I wanted, you know, I thought, you know, let's add something a little bit different. Let's give people something a little bit different. And I'm like, why not incorporate my culture into that? And, you know, kind of have, you know, people try out different things. And the best thing is they're all my mom's recipes and they're really easy. I know some Mediterranean foods take a long time to cook, but I try to pick ones that take not too long to cook and are pretty easy to follow with.
0: Yeah, um, I can agree with that because I'm sorry to people who are listening who really want to try and make shawarma. You have to have so much patience to make shawarma it's not something that can be done in 10-15 minutes that takes at least it i think it takes a night or something for it to marinate it takes um a relatively long i mean i've made it before and i remember marinating the chicken or the lamb for a night i think it took seven eight hours and so um if you want to check out shawarma please do but just know it's not going to be ready in time if you want to start at the morning of and you have friends coming over at noon. Um, but no, I'm excited for that. I cannot wait to see that because I think it'll also be a good little inclusion, too, because I know that, like we had mentioned before, with women in the sports media, there's that, you know, it's a breakthrough right now. But there's still a lot of people who aren't fans of college football. And right now, this is kind of where they can become fans of the culture. So when you started watching college football and you kept, you know, up with it, what was the biggest thing in regards to culture that kept drawing you back to it each year?
1: Gosh, I mean, I, you know, I love the college football traditions. I love the rivalry games. Um, I don't know. There's just something special about fall on a Saturday that I just love, you know, just watching the student sections go crazy and how much they love, you know, their, their university and their team and how much support that they have for them. And I think that's just really what drew me in. And, you know, a big part of that, you know, too, what drew me in is, is the traditions that college football has, is the rivalry games that college football has. And, you know, being a huge USC fan, I love that USC UCLA rivalry, the USC Notre Dame rivalry, of course, the Iron Bowl, Alabama, Auburn, and um, another one of my favorites is Ohio State and uh, Michigan. So I don't know the culture with college football to me is so much more different than, you know, the, the NFL. And I think that's why I just gravitated a lot more towards college football. And just thinking about, you know, falls and Saturdays in the fall just makes me so
0: excited. 100% agree. And one of the best things, too, is that when you go somewhere and you meet someone from the same state as you, the same city as you, or someone who went to college, it's just, you know, it's in connection. And obviously, I remember, I think it was my sophomore year, Alabama's playing a cupcake game, I think it was, senior game it was the week before the iron bowl and my friend had the ohio state michigan state game on his phone because he wanted to see who would win michigan state pulled up the upset but it was just stuff like that too you know the culture's there and everyone remembers where they were during their iconic games and moments i was actually at the sec championship game against georgia in wow. 2018 when Tua goes down and Jalen Hurts comes in and leads the comeback. So I'm thinking of games like that. And I remember, you know, the idea of why are they taking out Jalen Hurts and putting in this freshman with this ridiculously long last name? And he ends up winning the game for us.
1: Yeah. I so I mean, it's
0: definitely think like that. No, 100%, 100%. Going back to writing, too, I know you had mentioned that it took you having that really inspiring English teacher in college for you to have that passion. I was kind of in that same situation, too, because I remember writing about, you know, papers about, you know, withering heights and pride and prejudice. And I was thinking, okay, I don't like this as much. I don't want to write about British literature. Yeah. And then I got to college and had this opportunity to start highlighting things I appreciated. And then the whole dynamic changed. Is that kind of something similar that happened with you?
1: Yes. I think if you're writing about something that you really love, you start, you know, to you know, that's kind of what made me fall in love with writing because in high school, you know, you're right. You're just kind of writing papers about books you read or just random things that you don't really enjoy or love. But, you know, when I got to college, it was more like free range and we got to kind of pick whatever we wanted to write about. And that's, you know, of course I wrote a lot about football, but um, that's kind of when I started falling in love with writing and and the process and just being creative. And I think um, that's why I started Gridiron Rush is that's kind of my creative outlet. And that's why I, I enjoy it so much.
0: I love that. And just a few final questions. Who has been your favorite athlete you've ever interviewed? And that's Iron Rush.
1: Interviewed. Um, I actually uh, got to interview Caleb Egan's um, who was a wide receiver. Um, he um, was very fun to interview. Great story. Um, so I would have to say that's probably one of my favorite athletes that I've interviewed. But my all-time favorite athlete that I would love to interview, hopefully in the future, is Christian McCaffrey. He's been my favorite player since the Stanford days. I enjoy watching him play. And he's just such a such a talented and amazing athlete.
0: No, I love that. And that was actually going to be my next follow-up question. Um, I think for me, obviously, I haven't had a chance to interview any athletes yet i would love to someday but i think right now a athlete i would love to interview and obviously i'm gonna bring up alabama either Devonte smith or naji harris both of them have just such terrific backgrounds and are now playing in the nfl and still giving back to their communities which is a big thing there but I think right now, I wish I had interviewed more people. I actually had a class with Jalen Hurts in college.
1: That's so very, cool.
0: Very cool guy, very loving guy. And he broke down the game-winning pass when Tua won the national championship. So very humble guy there. And then he was, you know, when he graduated, everyone gave him a standing ovation. So I'm just super for him and for everyone else but I love that and finally I think what is the one thing you're looking forward to most with college football being back
1: um I'm excited to watch USC football I'm excited to see them win more ball games and I'm just excited for Call trouble ought to be back. I'm excited uh, for you know the amazing traditions that they have, the wild student sections that I see on, on my TV every Saturday morning, and uh rivalry games towards the end of the year this year.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, that is all we have. Thank you so much for coming. Go ahead and tell everyone where you can be found, where things can be dropped.
1: Uh, yes, I am on Instagram at gridiron under, uh, gridironrush19, and um, that's the only platform I have right now. And then you could, of course, visit my blog um, at uh, gridironrush.com. I will be posting uh, more content um, in the next uh, few weeks and as the season progresses this year.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And that's where you hear, heard it here. First from our first official guest of Jake's take. And while we had to check out gridironrush.com, because there's going to be some great content there. It's going to be things for all parties. And I can't wait to keep checking it out too, but it'll be fun. But Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show, for ha- having a super high standard as the first guest. I'm looking forward to that first recipe and I cannot wait to be stressed out with you on the first week of college football.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, And uh, like I said, it was an honor to be your first guest.
0: (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Thanks so much, Rebecca, and I'll see you later.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. But that is going to do on this Friday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love, all the support. Once again, thank you so much, Rebecca, for joining us. It was truly a pleasure to have her on the show, and I'm super grateful for that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Jake Small Market Sports Take. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Jake's Take Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake Still 14, or you can find – Us on tiktok at jake's take podcast we're trying something new there and once again we're here it's here college football season is upon us so get excited that's what majority of our episodes are going to be about but we're not going to forget about our small market teams in the south so get excited because we've got some exciting new events and new opportunities to discuss and as always continue to be the best version of yourself love each other Make happiness, create adventures, make people smile, continue to be a light in this world. And as always, I will see and hear from y'all later. Take care.